0: And hello, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be. My name's Ruel Gabiola, joined by the amazing Chris George. Welcome to the R&R&R Show. Chris, how the heck are you, my friend?
1: Oh, well, you said it. I'm amazing, and everybody <laughs> has to say that about me now. Yes. Ruel said it. There's, there's it's, no
0: going back. It's the internet. <laughs> you know it's true. It's been said. And thank you, Zen, for one for subscribing, uh, folks. We are a few minutes late because tech issues. So thank you for your patience. Uh, there are going to be uh, tech issues probably in the first uh, twenty minutes here as I try to get things going on. Uh, but thanks to Chris for being the professional that he is. And yeah, you know, I just realized, Chris, the beard, the mustache. Oh my gosh. It's it's getting bigger. Yeah, getting bigger every time we meet. Well, we haven't uh, we haven't hung out a bit. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks and oh my gosh. And you just froze on me. Wow. This is great. This is just par for the course, folks. Uh, Chris um, uh, froze on me. I I was having problems all morning trying to log in and we're going to get Chris back in just a moment. But how the heck is everyone? Um, It's been a couple of weeks since we've done the show. I have been on the road a lot. I went on the road for about twelve days. Hey, there's our friend Chris. Coming I'm right back. back. Look that. At was that was that was wild. Yeah. I was too. I was so
1: overwhelmed that Didgeridoo said that I was also amazing. So that I uh, yes. I had to I had to take a break. Yeah, I had to go completely black to hide my tears of joy. That's uh, <laughs>
0: totally that's understandable. Thank you, was. Didgeridoo. <laughs> and Jen Cam, hello. Thank you. Uh, good to see everyone. And uh, yeah, so. Chris, it's been a couple of weeks since we've hung it out. It has. How are things going with the show and uh, uh, all all the goodness that you're up to?
1: Yeah, pretty good. I think, uh, oh, Flashburn, thank you for subscribing. 13 months. Thank you, Flashburn. Flashburn you're killing it. Yes. We, we're getting so many re- resubs right now. It's because we haven't been on in such a while because there was Gen Con and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's been pretty good for me. Yeah. Um just been now finally getting into running both shows that I'm doing here in Halifax and my days are getting free. Mm. And I finally have been able to carve out time to play some more games. Nice. And it's been so lovely. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's it's been great. It's been great. I got distracted by my mustache there again. I said, "Is it curly enough?" It is, is it curly enough for it the usual. I was distracting. about how much it has, uh, how yeah. much it has
0: grown. As if you weren't handsome enough before, Chris. Now you're taken to the next level. See, man. this is the reason why I come on these <laughs> streams because I, I I require. I told her well, I was screaming at him
1: like Christian Bale on at somebody on set. Um, I was screaming at him before. I'm like, if you don't t- compliment me the whole time, this is my last run run through ever this That's is my exactly. last r and r and r show you can remove the r
0: my lawyers will be in touch um yeah but uh i want the christian bell batman voice when you say that like, <laughs> no i want you know. no. <laughs> oh my god <gosh>. dr prof <laughs> that two three. thanks for subscribing <laughs> drop the r nine months <laughs> no uh, where are you Oh, friends. And I've got the pugs barking in the <laughs> background. Uh, folks, it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to this. It's been a while since you've uh, streamed together. Yeah. Things have been going on. Uh, the shows, Um, I'm assuming the shows are going well, Chris. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, they're going pretty well. Nice. Hey, we just did a, a rate. Is this uh no, what was this? Uh hype train. Thank you. We got a hype train. We got we got a gifted sub. Wow. All kinds of good stuff.
1: Kim Manuel if i'm i'm getting that right yes thank you friends thank you for thank you for gifting the sub everybody's got got pants on now <laughs> yeah. no one's no one's holding out well no maybe not pants all of us have pants. we'll see if
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that's the after after stream if
0: you if you uh subscribe for 24 months that you get access to there that. you go friends <laughs> um Also, folks, we've got a great show coming up. Um, What we're doing right now is the pre-show. What you're watching is we are here on Twitch and we record our YouTube show uh, for uh, the Ronald Runs Through channel. And this week, we're doing our top 12 two-player games. And this is gonna be a fun list. You know, two-player gaming is very near and dear to my heart, because that's the majority of the gaming that I do nowadays uh, with my uh, wife, Michelle. And now Richard, he is, you know, strictly, almost always a two-player person with his uh, partner, Jen. Uh, Chris, now you've got your acting peers uh, right now roped into gaming with you right now, correct? I do. I, I do. Yeah, I got a whole slot, slew
1: of them. In nice. fact, I need games that support more because they all want to participate. And I need to, oh. I just need to, it's, it's a great problem to have that yeah. people want to play games, Nice. which is which is great. So we had a full complement of people That's uh, the other day. I was like, it's capped at four. I'm sorry, we're playing a four-player game. But if anybody else wants to show up, I'll just get you set up with another table, and
0: and they can. I'll teach you games and whatever. Wow, that's um, really cool. The, I mean, having a yeah. second table—that's always a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, any so any when, big hits so did. far with your group of, um, of friends playing out there?
1: Um, yeah, we've we've only kind of dipped our toes into it. But it was, what was really great is there's some like really new gamers who are just excited that I'm in in the board gaming space, right? And I'm always talking about it. And so like two of the people. Hadn't really played modern board games whatsoever, and oh. so we played. We had a big, we had a big game day of playing uh, before. Before we had to go to the show, we played um, City of the Great Machine, which is oh. uh, right behind me, right here. Which nice. I still need to play a little bit more of uh, in order to get a fully fledged opinion on it. But mm-hmm. it's real good. It's a one versus all. It was really fun. The first that first play was really really fun. Nice. Uh, I played the one versus the all, and they they all really enjoyed themselves. Because they were, tr- it's about sort of hidden movement. So they're communicating with each other. And I'm just listening, trying to in, in, trying to figure out where they're going. Ah. And so they have to, like, try to be speaking in code. And you can't whisper. You just have to be like, hey, okay, no, I'm going. But they can show each other cards. So, like, I'm going to go here. Do you think we should go here or and do this action? Or okay. what do you think? And so it's, like, really fun. And then we played Endless Winter as well. Oh, and, cool. Um, yeah. And the, and the people who are new to gaming, I realized I kind of threw them in off the deep end because it's got deck building it's yeah. got worker placement I, it says it's worker placement i think it's more action selection yeah but um it, it's got uh, area control it's got set collection it's got so many like aspects to it that, that you forget as like when you're deeply entrenched in the hobby you're like oh yeah i know all these things and then when i was explaining it, i was like oh yeah you don't know any of these things <laughs> so the explanation was really was ended up being pretty long but they all uh they all enjoyed it. Oh, that's that's end. great it's that they well stuck too. around and they oh, dove yeah. into it. That's, that's awesome. They were super committed. It took us like eight hours to play both of those games. Oh, wow. A long time, like lots of downtime, lots of like explaining and like, wow, but we we're just hanging out too and, and just enjoying each other's company. And our show got canceled that night because it was rain. So we just were able to kind of keep, keep gaming.
0: Oh, cool. Really. Uh, Shardia says, Chris would love beard uh, care product recommendations.
1: Uh, Yeah, you can give me some. I mean, it's probably going to go after uh, in like three weeks time. I'll tell you this, though. We've got uh, at the end of the season, we do a one night only performance of Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, It's called the unrehearsed dream. So we (laughs) all know our lines and we know the cue lines. We don't like get the full script. So we don't know the full cut. I mean, you could go look it up, but like you just don't. Uh Uh, And so you have to you don't know what people are going to do. You don't know what costumes people are going to be in. You don't know what's going to what's going to happen. And so I think I'm playing bottom. He's like the, the showboat actor in it basically. And so I think I'm going to shave it all off except for the mustache. Yes. I think I'm going to dye the mustache pink. Oh, like that. wow. I think, be, I think I want it to be like he want, and I, and I want to be wearing like this cream colored suit. I just picture like <laughs> pinstripes, suspenders, I think it's going to be very funny. And then I'm going to have a I might even take my board game bag and I'm going to stuff it with props so that every every time I want to I can just reach in and pull out something funny and like throw it into the scene and make people uh make people have to react to. i love that. that sort of show it's like yeah prepare the bits to, like <laughs> throw off your
0: other actors and if you can get your other actors to break and to throw <laughs> off like that's that's my goal <laughs> that's great oh my gosh what a fun so is that at the end of the run then or that? Yeah, you do... that's okay. the,
1: the end of the season
0: so nice. september 3rd is when that's happening it's that's like cool the Sunday.
1: so we'll close both
0: shows and then we'll do that thing awesome um by the way um... make sure to to learn my lines i love it uh folks thank you again for all your support we've completed a hype train so but you can yeah. continue uh subbing and uh, throwing bits around don't forget, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get one free subscription per month to a Twitch channel of your choice. We'd love it if you supported us here because that's how we get to do the show for, through your support. Uh, so thank sure. you very much. Um, you also got uh, free emotes uh, as a level one um, hype train. So that should be, should be able to use those as well. we see Dr. Prof just use it. Dr. Prof has also said, uh, by the way, we've missed you guys. We've missed you too, Dr. Prof. Thank you for joining us today. Um, this comment here, this is uh, this is I think the the tone the theme of today is uh from Disredu says live streaming is stressful. Yes, mm-hmm. all the it's all the backs the behind the scenes stuff that's stressful, and when tech isn't working, all the tech stuff was not working this morning for whatever reason. But thankfully, we're here, we're here, we're happy, and we'll be talking about a bunch of games today, friends. So thank you for joining us today. Um. What else have we going on? We've got uh you've been doing Shakespeare, you've been you actually did you're doing Pinocchio as well. Yeah,
1: um, Pinocchio and Romeo and Juliet. Uh yeah, Goblin too. Goblin says it's bottom the ass. Yeah, bottom gets turned into a donkey. Oh, He's okay. Like, They're making an ass out of me. He gets turned <laughs> into a donkey by the fairies.
0: So that's Love me. It. Yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. Um I was uh on the road for 12 days. I was in Michelle and I celebrated our an anniversary a couple of weeks ago, we went to Chicago for a few days. Congratulations! Thank you so much. Appreciate it. It was. Have you ever been to Chicago, Chris? I haven't. It's oh. on my list because I like pizza. So, dude, I go. Highly recommend. Twelve out of ten. Would totally do it again. And I have Amazing. got the pizza place for you, my friend. So, I was told there's like the big three. There's uh, Giordano's, Lumaladi's, and then another one. That I can't. Re- I can't remember the name right now. But those yeah. I've had Giordano's before. I've had it twice, and I liked it. But see, I'm a New York pizza type of guy. I like that thin crust, you know. Yeah. Uh, we went to a place, thanks to our friend Matt from the Good Time Society. He used to live in Chicago. He recommended Pequod's. I kid you not, Chris. I had one bite of Pequod's. I said, I think I'm a Chicago-style pizza guy now. Wow. I, it was it was mind-blowingly good. It was fantastic. And, folks, I don't know where y'all, you know, we, we've done top threes before. We've done this or that. I think now my choice, if it's <laughs> New York or Chicago style pizza, I think I'm a Chicago style pizza guy now. Wow, you've been converted. I have. I never thought, like all my life, I've loved New York style pizza, but that one pizza place, Pequod's, I, I'm pretty sure changed. I want to go back one more time, but just to ensure. But my gosh, it was it was so so good, and um, Chicago is a great eating town. Michelle and I, we just ate for like four days straight. It was fantastic. That sounds, that sounds like the only thing I want to do yeah. on, a, on a trip. It, it <laughs> Does was... Chicago have any, like, board game conventions? Uh, you know what? They just had um, the, what is it called? ShyCon. So, you know oh. Button Shy Games, Chris? Those little Wallace Yeah, ones, yeah. They have their own convention. It's called ShyCon, And it was just this past weekend, and I'm so bummed I missed it because... It was literally just a day <laughs> full of those little games. That's all they they do. They host it. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, everybody sits in a corner by themselves and just plays. <laughs> I and then you trade your games. wallet with somebody else.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I had friends that went, and that you know they have like exclusive like little games that come out during the con. They have you know big sales. I really want to go next year. Apparently it changes location. So last year it was Nashville. This year it was Chicago. Mm. And I think next year is going to be Denver, or Colorado, or something like that. I'm not sure. But, man, I'm still thinking about Chicago, Chris. Uh, Michelle and I, we wow. did the, like, little boat tour. So you get on yeah. a boat, go down the river, and it's an architecture tour. So to learn all about the buildings. I'm, I'm a I'm a tourist nerd. Like, I love doing all those touristy things. Yeah. And this was fantastic. Um, it was so nice. And, and then... To top it off, so Michelle had to go back to work on uh, Tuesday, so she flew back home on Monday to California, whereas I was going to Gen Con on Tuesday, so I stayed an extra night in Chicago to go see a Chicago Cubs baseball game, and oh man, I'm such a baseball nerd, and I love you know the history of Wrigley Field, and just to go there was such a treat, it it was amazing, and uh, I had hot dogs and did I have a beer? I don't know if I had a beer. I don't really drink much beer anymore, but it, it was a fun time. And yeah, highly, highly recommend. You, you, need to, cool. uh, you need to visit Chicago sometimes, Chris. Yeah. It's on the list. Like, it's close enough to Toronto, too. Like, it's very yeah. drivable. It'll probably be
1: like eight hours or something.
0: Yeah. It's so. a short flight. You know, a couple-hour flight if you need yeah. to. But, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, Soli was talking about Italian beef. Um, we were talking... I think we were talking about this before, Chris. Have you watched that show, The Bear? On oh, we
1: have talked about that. I haven't yet seen it, Okay, but you, were, you were saying that, was, that you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it really... It was a fantastic show, and I actually went to the restaurant it's based on in Chicago. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's called Mr. Beef, and I don't know if they filmed on location or they built a set, but when I walked in, it's exactly like the show, which really I... cool. Yeah, I have a feeling they shot on, uh, on site, but... Oh man, and it was funny too. The guy that helped me—I don't know if he's the manager or whatever—he did. It just his voice sort of sounded like the main actor's uh, voice, so I, I thought that was sort of funny. But oh, Mr. Beef was really, really good. Italian beef sandwiches, I guess, are a thing in Chicago, and I don't really eat beef anymore. But you know, just for you know, uh, just just for a posterity's sake, I had to eat beef sandwiches. It was fantastic. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Hot dogs, Italian beef sandwiches, pizzas, yeah. dude. It was yeah. Oh, it was I'm I'm going to
1: Chicago. Yeah, I'm, highly I'm recommend. I know because this this upcoming year, I'm trying to really, am trying to find a whole bunch of local conventions that like I can drive to within that sort of like eight to nine hour yeah. range, mm-hmm. right? And just like go and and do dual purpose of like attending conventions and like just playing games and then also i i know like world series of board gaming wants to do more like regional qualifiers and Ooh. so i'm trying to like search all around i'm like okay if i could do one here i could do one here right and like make those make it make it kind of like a purposeful trip and and then also like get to have fun at board game conventions and just ah. do the dual tasks that's my uh, nice that's my ultimate plan so i was <laughs> i i but i didn't think there was anything in chicago yeah, and now I wish there was. Now I'm going to start one.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> I'm not do. going to
1: start a room and board convention in Toronto. I'm going to start it in Chicago based off of your recommendations so that I can have one slice of Chicago pizza. Yes, that's my goal. <laughs> I
0: that, that's a fantastic goal. And speaking of the World Series board game, we've got about a month left, right? It's uh, that's true. Yeah, oh my gosh. I was doing some training folks on my channel and the yeah. training had to stop because I was out in Chicago eating pizza and, uh, doing non, you know, other stuff, but I will be back on the horse tomorrow or no, Wednesday, this Wednesday, Wednesday I'll yeah. be, I'm playing Castles of Burgundy this Wednesday, folks. So come on over to my Twitch channel and, uh, um, World Series Wednesday. World Series Ron Wednesday. On Royal's channel. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Um, Chris, what else, uh, besides, I mean, you know, the shows are going well. Are you, enjoying the culinary um uh landscape out there in nova scotia and yeah what is the culinary landscape of nova Nova scotia now that i say it you know what that's that's a good question i mean it's seafood it's seafood okay and it's
1: also donair they love their donair out here in halifax yeah, you get a nice donair with donair sauce, or you get a pizza, like a donair pizza, and you get that with wow. donair sauce, or garlic fingers with donair sauce. They just love donair sauce. Interesting. So that's wow. that's the main
0: sort of thing that you'll get in Halifax: seafood and donair. Those are the two. Oh, wow, um, I, I would never have, uh, get well the seafood. I would have guessed, but donair. Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's
1: uh, it's a real thing. Um, oh. But uh, I've been having none of that and just pizza. Just pizza because because things close. It's, it's yeah. like it's a small things. It's a smaller town. I get home after after like a show, and I don't want to eat too much before the show. So I get home after a show, and then I right. the only thing that's nearby me that's open is either a Pizza Hut or a Domino oh or McDonald's. Gosh. Even the Wendy's closes at 10 p.m. Oh my gosh! I get home at like 9:41 generally sometimes. Wow. So I'm like, do I make it? Do I hit the do I pull the trigger? Yeah. So i really just I have not been taking advantage whatsoever about of of where I am really I've just mm. been you know w- really just working yeah just with my nose to the grindstone trying to trying to make sure everything stays in time management mode right but I'm excited I got three more weeks here that I'm gonna I'm gonna take full advantage of being here and we got nice. some we got some great places that we want to try oh good. and just I
0: need to eat more seafood I need to eat some more clams yeah oh my gosh I love clams. I love seafood mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. when the show wraps, are you, do you have time to, or are you, do you just go immediately home or do you have a day or two to sort of hang out and see the sights?
1: Yeah, we're going to spend a day at, at my girlfriend, um, her folks, they live oh. out here as well. So, so we're going to spend oh. a day at their place and then we're going to get back to Toronto. Cause then I'll have two weeks of prep before going to Vegas. Nice. And that'll oh. be the, that's, that's the thing. i yeah, we'll have two weeks. I will see you, uh, set, month, see you in yeah. Vegas next month. Yeah.
0: I know we're going to eat tacos, right? Exactly. We're we're definitely going to tacos on Vardo. Okay. We
1: have to, I have to, uh, I don't know what this is, I, but we have to, it's yeah. a, it's an it's a non-negotiable. We got it. Agreed. Tacos al Gordo is, is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, although, did you... although maybe this Chicago pizza might, oh, also, uh, it's, might also, it's,
0: it's right me. up there. Uh, did we, um, when I saw you in Vegas last, uh, back in March, did we eat the barbecue together um, up in smoke barbecue or rolling smoke uh, no. barbecue? No, no, I don't think so. I think we just did tacos. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I know I you're going to be was... busy at the world series. So maybe I can run out and get us some of that barbecue. It's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, as long as you're great. a barbecue we'll fan. Yeah. Oh, I'm an everything fan. I'm a good food fan. You know what I mean? Same, same. Um, Jen cam plays board games. Thanks for joining us. Uh, she says, just got stuff m- moves. Just got stuff moved to the garage to make space for the new Klax with Calyx. Nice. The shelves nice. need to get the Gen Con hall off of the treadmill. Yes. Um, my Gen Con haul, uh, friends, is... I don't know if y'all can see stacks... Of, I've got stacks and stacks of games everywhere. Stacks and stacks. Yeah. How it, many games did you end up coming home with, Ruel, well from Gen Con? You know, I, I posted a video yesterday or this morning. I, I counted up. It was 37. I was actually incorrect. It's 38 games that I brought home this time. So I think the That's most I brought... Yeah, it's, it, it's a good haul. I think the most I've done before is, like, 50-something. So this time, I sort of, like, scaled back a little bit, and... Thankfully now, Chris, I've gotten to the point where I'm able to talk to publishers and say, "Hey, instead of picking up the games at the convention, you know, use those to you know sell those to your customers. Just mail me one either before or after the convention. It's just it's yeah. easier, saves me time, saves them time, and saves me space in my luggage because I had to bring in three bags this time, and each one, you know, you have a 50 pound limit. I would the most yeah. the closest I got was like 47.5, so." I, I barely had room to spare this time. It, it was wow. pretty intense. yeah. But good times. Um, Andrew was asking, are you going to go to the Oyster Bar when you're in Vegas? Did you go to the Oyster I've Bar never, last time, Chris? No, I've never heard of this Oyster Bar. I wish oh, somebody had mentioned it to me. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm going to go. I'm going to eat like three meals there and uh, send pictures to our friend Andrew. Um, nice. <laughs> he, he will appreciate that. <laughs> Um, what else did everyone's uh in chat? Thank you again, friends. Um Sully says that they or Shardis says that they had taken the tour. Oh, okay, the tour, the boat tour, awesome. Uh, Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And Sully was asking, when is the WSOBG? The World Series of
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. WSBG, that's it's happening September twenty fourth to the twenty eighth in uh Las Vegas at the Horseshoe Casino. You can still get tickets if you're interested in coming to hang out. Yes. Um but, uh, yeah, it should be, should be a fun event. We we rent Dice Tower West Library. And so basically, like, how I think of it is that the the Outer Ring tournament gets you into everything except for, like, the main, like, money tournament. Because the money tournament, you can win $25,000 and you can win, like, a $2,000 ring. And, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Um and so that's a little bit pricier because, you know, we there's got to be that cash prize has to come from somewhere. Yeah, uh, but the the sort of outer ring tournament is the same same price as like a Dice Tower West ticket. it's 150 bucks. And you it's just open gaming and there's a bunch of like mini tournaments. There's like the Dice Stone tournament. There's like the Red Cathedral is having a tournament, which I think you're commenting on the i don't know if i've told you this but you are commenting <laughs> wait what <laughs> on, <laughs> i think i think you're commenting on red cathedral i yes. forgot. i have the schedule and i send it out to everybody yeah no um, you're right you're right yeah um, <laughs> um but I, the winner of red cathedral also gets a plane ticket to essen like what they're getting a trip to essen yeah the De Vere was like "Hey, oh. we we're, this is our prize that we're giving out it's so good wow like this is this is insane it's an insane prize um that's super cool
0: i sort of want to enter that uh, contest i sort of want to yeah. go in that now oh my god i
1: know you'll have to commentate yourself at the final table yeah um, oh wow
0: what a prize yeah. that's
1: fantastic yeah it's such a prize like amazing so yeah. like even in that outer ring ticket it's such value or you can just like bump yourself up and do one one entry into the main tournament see how far you get right mm, yeah. which is um depending upon the, the the game that you pick in you'll have you know three games or four games that you four rounds of the same game that you have to win and if you do then you win that like super bowl style ring which is so cool so deep um but yeah, so 24th to 28th, I think ticket sales close like beginning of September basically, because they need okay. to close at some point in order for like the tournament to get finalized. Cause I don't think we're selling tickets at the door or anything like that. Oh, uh, because okay. you got to You got to create the tournament structure and feel, figure out, okay, this is how many rounds it's going to have. And then you don't right. want to have to be switching that sort of stuff up on the fly. Cause then, then things can, uh, things can get, can, can happen. Right. Right.
0: Of course. Cool. Wow. Um, I just realized that I mean, we're I mean, I, we're talking about it I'm looking at the calendar. It's like we're a month away from that. That's insane. A month away. Yeah. Wow. So you were talking about uh, in the future, hopefully regional qualifiers. So are you starting to yeah. plan like stuff? I mean, basically, I'm asking, are you gonna be in California at, at some point?
1: <laughs> um, m- maybe, right? Like, so I'll probably I've got a target I, I'm going to reach out to multiple conventions because we had a region, we've had a few regional qualifiers leading up to this. Like we had a regional qualifier at Dice Tower West, and that's why I was able to go to Dice Tower West because mm-hmm. I was running that there, right? Right. Um, and and so like with the idea that uh, any it, people should honestly send me send me messages if you have a regional convention that you think would want to host a little World Series regional qualifier because like I'm interested, and and also tournaments can host their own qualifiers as well if I can't get down there too right Mm -hmm. I have like I'll have a budget to travel but I'll have to hit up the ones that will have the most people at them right and so that's why I'm really trying to focus around places where I can drive to because I can I can then justify doing like smaller ones you know yeah uh, of course and and from from like a a cost perspective. I won't have to be like taking flights everywhere and be like, hey, here's all my I'm a world traveler, here's my flight bill. Yeah. And I'll be like, What are you doing? This convention <laughs> had fifty people, but it was fun.
0: <laughs> right.
1: no. oh that gosh. sort of thing. But uh um yeah, yeah, it would depend. It would depend on like the convention, but uh yeah. or if they if they wouldn't be able to, to run it themselves. But generally it would be a good place to target because the closer you are to Vegas. And like in a regional sense, the easier it, it makes sense for people to come and enjoy our convention as well, right? right? Our event. Right.
0: So, so are you actually, uh, do you uh, plan out the schedules and stuff? Are you scheduling all the tournaments and find out, is it like a, a bracket structure where it's like, you know, 16 people and then they they go on? Uh, how's does that all work, Chris? Yeah, so for like the, like a regional qualifier sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. Yeah, basically how, like how the Dice Tower one
1: worked is that we had four tables of every game. And people, it was like an additional ticket cost. It was like 20 bucks for an entry or like 50 for four entries. And then, but to incentivize, like that's just so we can pay for the, like the hotel and the the winner's prize. Basically what we did in Dice Tower is we made sure if the winner's prize was taken care of, then we put all that money that was raised back into like gift certificates and raffles. And like, so people got gift certificates to vendor halls, et cetera. Right. It just goes back into the convention, back into like the participants. Uh, And then in addition, whatever you spend, you get that money off of your world series ticket as well. So like that way it's zero risk. If you were planning on going to the world series anyway, you can try to win your way there. And if you don't win, well, that's okay. You already put $50 towards your ticket. And ah. then like, you know what I mean? So, like yep. nice. in, in that sense, it, it kind of kind of fuels that that cycle of you can try your luck, you can practice, you can get a sense of if you'd enjoy the structure, um, and then and then move move forward in that regard. And so, so we had four tables of each, mm-hmm. and then we had the winner of each, or maximum four tables, right? It depended on like I I changed some stuff up on the fly for brass, for example. We uh-huh. only had five people enter the Dice Tower West like a section of brass, they only wanted to play. So I was like, ah, one person jumped in last minute because we were just going to have a table of four and that was just going to be the final table, whatever. Um, But it's structured exactly the same as World Series in which there's like a mini tournament for each game and then the winners go on to the semifinals. And then in the semifinal, you get a random game out of the 16 that you haven't won and you have to win that to get into the finals. And the finals, you also play a random game out of the 16 that nobody's won. So all the semifinals are out and you get a blind veto so you can be like listen i really don't feel comfortable about gaia project yeah i'm vetoing gaia project i think the vetoes were gaia project um two great western trails and splendor in in the uh in in our final and so our final game at dice tower west was terraforming mars and Ah. so then the winner who won that won a full like stay and play package so full hotel and entry into all the competition Mm -hmm. um And then everybody else who won got like, uh, who won a semifinal, got basically their money back in gift certificates to the vendor hall. So they got their money back that they spent. And so it was basically free entry for them. And then they get it off their World Series tickets. So it was kind of, kind of fun. But yeah, for like, for brass with five people, I was like, okay, well, we'll have a table of three and we'll have a table of two. And then the top two from the table of three will move on. And the top one from the table of two will move on. Just because like for me, I just try, was trying to balance. And juggle what's gonna be a fun game, right? Brass at three is much more exciting than brass at two and feels a bit more yeah. like, fair in that way. And so we had eight people for the ticket to ride. And I was like, great, top two scores from each one moves on for the final table of four, right? So I did, yep. did that sort of juggling if not enough people had signed up. But we had like 16 Arc Nova players, and then that oh, so wow. was easy. Then the, the winner of each one of those moved into a table of four for the Arc Novas, and then the one winner moved on into the semifinals.
0: Nice. So, yeah, awesome cool yeah i can't wait okay. to i i missed you know I'd, I'd been invited last year but i had to miss it due to you know uh, yeah. uh emergency but this time i'm really really fired up about it um i cannot wait i think uh did it oh, pa- paula demion's gonna be there and i believe yep. we may be partnered up to do the red cathedral commentary
1: yeah i think i think you are I okay think you're awesome both doing
0: yeah you're both commentating on. awesome yeah on i cathedral. love paula yeah, she's and- yeah
1: she's awesome Cool. Yeah. and that that'll all be streamed as well on uh, on Dice Towers Network. We're streaming the, cool. all the all the finals and stuff. So during the, during that week, week, you can see Ruel and Paula killing it at the Red Cathedral finals yes. i'm excited i love red cathedral yeah it's
0: such a great game and collateral damage uh, i want to bring this comment up said uh they're imagining Chris's commentary board games mimicking boxing slash mma commentary if only <laughs> that would be if funny only. yeah
1: I, I i like doing i did some of the post commentary last year and that was fun oh I, well i won't be doing any of the commentary this year because i'm going to be behind the camera managing all like the streaming aspect and doing the organizational stuff and yeah. doing a bunch of like behind the scenes work but okay. we got we got Better people than me to commentate, obviously, because we got Ruel in front of the camera. Thank you. I was,
0: I was gonna say, I think it'd be fun if you and I could do something like that. I mean, maybe, maybe next year or another event. I think it'd be great to do commentary with you, Chris. Like, yeah, you know, we could do some post, like, we're because we'll we'll have a bunch that we'll need to do post commentary on. That would be fun. Yeah, 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 definitely. Let's let's uh, keep that in mind. I I think it'd be a blast. I had to b- bring up this comment here. Roshko, uh says uh, yes. We all agree with this. Roshko. Wow, Chris, that mustache is fabulous. Thank you. Uh, yes. I, I grew it myself. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah, forgot no, to ask. I'm... Are you are you putting like the beard or the mustache wax or anything in that? Or
1: honestly, I have some wax for the show, but like I just I'm a fidgety sort of person. Okay, and so like I'm just constantly just fidgeting with it, and I think okay. I've just. Yanked it into place. Um, I yeah, to I'm, do I'm, that. I, I don't know. So, are you just twisting it the whole time? I'm just you? twisting. Yeah, I'm okay. just twisting. I'm doing a little twist the whole time. We're we're gonna have this is gonna be the whole stream. <laughs> just Ruell and I twisting our mustache Twisting our mustaches. It's if if Richard says anything we don't like. Hey, what are you doing there, see? Now, we wanted two-player games, not two-player-only games, see? We wanted uh, four-player games that play well at two, see?
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Thank you for the uh, compliment. Very kind of you. Um, You know, our friend Andrew is really looking forward to uh, the WSOBG and Chris helping arrange their flight so good yeah luck with that, Chris. I, I
1: hope you enjoy, enjoy WSOBG uh, and I will enjoy the WSBG me personally <laughs> so you you go go ahead Andrew um <laughs> uh, nice.
0: that sounds great and and you know what's really good about arranging flights, Expedia I've heard <laughs> that's right Expedia <laughs> okay uh ITR Hernandez thank you for joining us good to see your friend we not are not late to the party at all. We're just chilling. We're just getting ready. We we started the party late because of uh, tech issues, but I think we're good to go. I was actually while you were uh, talking, Chris. I think I've got all our videos lined up. So oh, nice, great. Yeah, we we are good to go on this end. Um, but first, I almost forgot. I always, you know, people always remind me to do this, but we need to do the battle royale. We Everyone do. needs to get it going. Okay, so let me do that. And I don't know if the sound's going to work this time, folks. Let us know if the sound works, and we will fix that for next time. But I bet it's going to. I can hear it in my ear earbuds or my headphones, so hopefully y'all can hear it too. But good luck, everybody. Fight to oh, the yeah, death. There's definitely no sound. No, no sound. I'm, I'm uh, listening on the on the time.
1: <laughs> Oh, sound is pretty good on my ear. Oh. Never mind. I I, I lied okay. to you.
0: Okay. Oh. <laughs>
1: No goblin says no. Goblin says no you know sound. what? You you got to be exclusive. It, it, you know you got to have the exclusive. Uh, if there's a cheat code for sound, it didn't, did do people not put that in?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, how's that? No, so it should be sound it, now. It, it's okay. It's okay, Roshko. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to hide. You know you're the only one who can hear the sound, and I set it up that there it is. Sound is this. Yes. I set it up for anyone who I care about should be hearing the uh, the sound now. Yes. So, you, now you know that you're my favorites, but don't tell the others, okay? <laughs> don't do
0: it. Oh, so now there are three. Dr. Prof, are you still in there? Yes. you need a health pack? Get it. Then there are two. Thanks, Goblin. Big button yeah. pushing. That's all I do. I just push buttons. Hopefully things work. Oh, I love the Balkan Pond Far battle music. <laughs> oh, and I believe that is. Who's taking it? Yeah, Yay! Corthane. Corthane. Corthane! I feel like Corthane won last time, too. I, yeah, if not last time, you... very recently. so congrats, yeah, you Corthane. Know, you know have how you... how to do it. Yeah, well done. Uh, GG, as they say on the internet. Uh, we're going to get ready to do the show. So now. Uh, we have an intro that Richard is recording uh, tomorrow, um, so we're going to add that. He's going to add that in post, so we're going to jump into the show like this, Chris. We're going to be talking about our sponsor, Arcane Wonders, their new game, mm-hmm. Call of Duty. Uh, so I got a sneak peek at it, uh, or a, a, a short look at it at Gen Con. Have you seen anything uh, via Kickstarter or anything, Chris?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I just covered it today on my uh, oh. crowdfunding countdown. Cool. Yeah, it was. uh It ended up being the pick of the week. Oh, nice. Like, like the pick for you. I think it looks fun.
0: Okay. Cool. Think, so, you know, uh, if
1: well, you I'll, don't I'll mind, talk about it. Yeah. When uh, when we when we start the recording, I'll yeah, my praise for it then.
0: Yes. If yeah, if you don't mind doing that, that'd be great. Um, I'll lead you into it, and then I uh, will go into our top 12 two-player games folks if you notice i've turned off the twitch stuff because we're recording this for youtube you all are still here obviously and afterwards stick around because chris and i were going to talk about the games that didn't make our list um, today Mm -hmm. and as well as richard he he's recorded some stuff uh for us as well so uh let me make sure i've got this scene ready here i press this button hopefully that works yay that works okay and chris can i get an audio check on your end please oh here's a little audio check from me yes it works okay and then this works too okay um let me get rid of this one just in case boom boom okay so richard has done the intro then we'll we'll come to this uh come to us here so
1: it's two player only it's gonna be two-player only but we'll specify that when we when we start when we start the list too but good good specification goblin because thank you goblin yes i also was confused and had to
0: make a whole new list same (laughs) (laughs) okay um so arcane wonders okay you
2: ready chris i'm ready okay i'm excited okay Hey everybody. This week's episode of the Rrr show is brought to you by Arcane Wonders and their new title Call of Duty the board game. And I got to say, I was very excited for this one because both my wife Jen and I love hidden movement games. Well, we've got a problem. We both always want to be the hidden mover. We never want to be the hunter. We want to be the one sneaking around. And what Call of Duty does is flips the script on hidden movement. In this game, every player is both the hunter and the hunted. The predator and and the prey. And the way it works is every round behind a screen, we plot out what our movement is going to be on the battlefield. Where are we going? Which direction are we facing? Where are we deploying traps? Where are we deploying our allies? Are we trying to lie in wait and uh, you know catch our opponent unawares? Are we making a run for the objective? We figure it all out, And then we play it out turn after turn, and like they say, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. And sooner or later, players are going to run into each other, and then the firefight starts with a very, very cool combat resolution system based on rolling lots of dice with a lot of strategic weight, depending on what types of dice you choose and what additional cards you bring to bear to back you up. If you can get in the head of your opponent, you will come out on top. But it is always going to be a tension-filled fight right up to the very end. And this game has so much variety baked in. There are different playable characters, different items, different missions, different maps. And if you check the game out on Kickstarter right now, there's expansions, too, that get me very excited because they allow solo and cooperative play as well. So, if you've ever been a fan of video game first-person shooters, or, like me, you're just a huge fan of hidden movement, and you want to be the one hiding while hunting for your opponents, you might want to check out Call of Duty the Board game. It's live on Kickstarter for a few more days, and I believe there are some cool bonuses for backers while it's still live. And that's it, folks. Now, let's go on with the show.
0: And welcome, everybody, to the R&R NAR show. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Ruel Gavula, joined by the amazing Chris George. Chris, how the heck are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic because you called me amazing, and that's (laughs) the first time I've said that today. The very first time, folks, and we want to thank... Don't check the Extended Edition. Yeah, don't watch that, but yes, please watch that. Uh, You can see the show notes below for the Extended Edition where we talk about all kinds of good stuff. And also want to thank our uh, sponsor today, Arcane Wonders, uh, for sponsoring Mm -hmm. today's show. Um, Talking about Call of Duty, the new board game that I got a a sneak peek at Gen Con uh, last week, and... Boy, fence! If you're in Call of Duty, this is—I mean—you got to check this out. Uh, Chris, you actually just uh, did a video about this, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I cover everything that's
1: leaving Kickstarter, and so as of the time of this recording, we're recording this on a Monday. It's got about a week and a day left uh, for it on Kickstarter, and so I, I covered it on my own channel, Room and Board. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it looked—I thought it looked really good. I was very happy because I had heard rumblings that they weren't going to get the rule book out, or they were, weren't going to have it out in time. And then they did have it in an update and I like to read through all the rule books so that I can actually look at a game and look at the ins and outs. And I, and I was very thankful that they did because I think it looks, I think it looks, looks kind of fun. It looks yeah. pretty solid. There's, there's I, I you take four actions of sort of hidden movement planning mm-hmm. and then you go through those actions and if you happen to have spotted the other person in your sights, you then get to chuck a whole bunch of dice yeah. depending on if you want to go crazy attacking or if you want to be like have some agility or if you want to have <clears throat> more aiming, mm-hmm. you really are pinpoint aiming and that will deal more damage. And so like even just looking at it, feels like a really like faithful representation of of the base game for sure
0: yeah now i'm not a call of duty fan i haven't really played much call of duty in the past but i am a fan of you know these you 1v1 skirmish games and if i can roll dice and go pew 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 i mean you you got me right there so really looking forward to that (laughs) I think that's what it is. You're going to roll dice. You're going to go pew, pew, pew. I think that's it. You know what? Forget
1: forget my descriptor. I think we have it. We have it here. Arcane Wonders, if you want to take that as a clip and just put it as your marketing material, roll dice, go pew, pew, pew. I think, I think you're going to, you got my permission. Sales.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So folks, be sure to check that out. Uh, check the show notes uh, below for links. And, you know, speaking of two player games, that's what today's show is all about. Chris, we've got our top 12 two player mm-hmm. games and um, these are two player only games. Correct. Uh, is that, you know, we've talked about this in the pre-show, but we're talking about two player specific games and you know, why don't we just jump right into it, Chris, you've got one for us at number 12.
1: Yeah, that's true. I do. Uh, yeah these are two player only. Uh, we had we, we had another list and we were thinking games to play well at two and then we thought no, we want it just specifically two player only limiting you to just two players. you are designated to play it with that player count and no others um, because they know it works the best at that. and uh, and so my number 12 is a game that I had to include because it's one of my girlfriends favorite games. I think it's it's good but if I didn't include it, she would be mad at me. And so <laughs> I wanted to include it for her. Uh, it's, it's a game called Morels. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I don't see people talking about this that much too. So I also like talking about things that, uh, that people don't talk. It's basically a game about collecting mushrooms, kind of set collection game uh, where you can see that there's a, a row laid out and actually the optimal way I find to play. And they put this as like a little sheet. There was a BGG variant where you kind of do it in a circle. You deal the cards out in a circle, and then you don't have to worry about shifting the row down every time. Uh, Because you're going on an adventure in the forest, and whatever's closest to the deck of cards, you can pick up for free. And then if you want to pick up stuff that's coming later, you have to spend these twig tokens. And basically how the game plays is you're going to be collecting frying pans and then sets of mushrooms in your hand, and then choosing when to cook those mushrooms, either for points or for more twigs. So more... Uh, ability to get better mushrooms down the line, and some mushrooms are better for cooking for those twigs. Some mushrooms are better for the points value. The morels, as the name is named, there's only three cards of that in the deck, and you need to have at least two to cook. Uh, and they give you like six points per mushroom, and that's a huge amount of points. And so, um, yeah, it's 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 a fun little game. It's 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 tight. Uh, I like that you can see eight cards, and so you're always looking in advance. Okay, what happens if I take this card? Because whatever cards you take, whatever cards you don't take, they end up in like a decay pile. And then there's the ability to just take all the cards from the decay pile, but you you have a limited hand, and it's really hard to swap cards out of your hand. And so it's like, okay, do I take all of this stuff? How am I going to be able to manipulate my hand with with the restrictions that are in play? It's just it, it's it's a solid game. The more that I'm talking about it now, it gets me excited to play it again. Yeah, uh, I think I think because my girlfriend likes it, therefore we played it a ton. And so I think whenever I play a game like so much, I I get a little like okay, I don't want to play this for a while anymore. But but even just talking about it makes me makes me kind of excited. And I think it's I think it's a fun game and definitely worth checking out. Good price. Um,
0: yeah, nice. Yeah, it, it's a game that I've heard of throughout the years and it just. It's been gone, like in and out of print over the years, hasn't it? Because I can never get a yeah. copy for some reason. But I know that this is the type of game that Michelle and I would love. Um, You know, yeah. And I think you would. I, I think you yeah. would. Knowing yeah. what I know about your tastes, yeah, it, it seems like my type of uh, t- type of jam. Yeah. It's yeah. you know nothing. Well, it's something that you'll get to the table easily. You know, and something yeah. you can play uh, repeatedly. So plays
1: in like half an
0: hour, yep. right?
1: Like it's it's really quick what you're going through, and and there's there's a surprising amount of like. Back and forth. Oh, why did you do that? Yes. Sort of thing. Which yeah, that's definitely which, my which I like.
0: Nice, yeah. great call. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's let's move 12? on to our number eleven. Good choice for number twelve, Chris. Uh, eleven, I've got that here in our combined list. Uh, this is a game that you know it, it's interesting. This game goes in and out of my top ten uh, every you know over the years. I don't know. Sometimes I'm really into it. Sometimes I'm not. It's one of those things. I, my lists are very. However, whatever mood I'm in, uh, Chris, you know, yeah. so sometimes yeah. this will be like top of the list. Sometimes it'll fall out. But recently I got to play this again at Gen Con and I forgot how smart and how solid this game is. It's our number 11 two player only game. It is Onitama. Um, mm. This is a game that is basically Chess for non-chess players. And here, Michelle and I, we played this on our channel years ago when we first started live show on Facebook Live, actually. And um, we are playing the game here where it's basically, uh, you have two sides. You have your monks, and uh, I believe they're helpers or whatever. And you're just trying to capture the other players like main monk or whatever. Or you can take your monk and go to the other side of the board and you win. So it's very simple, straightforward. It's an abstract game, but what it is, the way you move, you don't have to remember all those like chess moves where you know uh, the knight goes like this, like an L. The queen can go all over this. No, you don't have to remember that because they give you cards. They have cards that you can play, and it'll show you exactly how it moves. Like if the frog goes like in a diagonal. Or the tiger goes in like a little loop or whatever, and you just play a card, move your piece, and then you discard that card and take one from the middle. So there's a cycle of like I think five cards per game. There's actually a Mm -hmm. bunch of cards, a couple of dozen I think, where you just randomly choose at the start of each game, and then those are the ones you play with. Um, It is so smart and so quick. You get that chess feeling, but in like fifteen minutes now. If I was playing chess for real against anyone that could play chess, they could beat me in less than fifteen minutes. But at least with Oditama, Tama, I have a shot to win. You know, so you know, Michelle and I have loved this game, and I got to play this at Gen Con last week with a friend's son, and uh, he's a uh, he's a younger guy, but he's a he's a gamer, and we had a great time. We played it like three or four times in a row, and it reminded me of how smart this game is, and how streamlined and sleek it is, and how much I enjoy it. Um, I've always enjoyed it, and that's why it's our number eleven onitama it's a good pick it's one that I, I i still haven't played but i know again it's one that
1: i would enjoy yeah the reason i haven't picked it up is because i know that my girlfriend renee wouldn't like it oh whatsoever interesting. she doesn't like that tactical she doesn't like chess style games yeah she doesn't like that that tactical sort of back and yeah. forth but i just think i think the swapping of the cards like dictating your moves just feels so slick to me it is and uh, yeah. it's one it's one that i definitely I haven't gotten because I know my primary sort of like two player gaming partner won't like it. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I I won't, but I, I know I'll play it eventually. And I know I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah You, you see definitely it enjoy on a lot of, I feel like you see it on a lot of these two player lists too, because yep. it is so solid.
0: Yeah. Right? It's, it's yeah. the, It's like one of the few games that really takes chess and distills it down to a more accessible, you know, uh, chunk where, you know, people can play it without having to memorize all these opening, you know, Queen's Gambit opening. I I don't know all that stuff I've heard of, but I don't know what it is, but you don't need to know that uh, to play uh, Onitama. But okay, let's see what Rich has got first at number 10. Okay, guys, it is good to have you back, and this list is
2: starting off strong. Those are two excellent choices. Chris, Morels is one of my all-time favorite board game moments. Me and Jen playing it on the grass in some random park in France, spending a lazy afternoon. Oh my gosh, that game is so good. Excellent choice. I take back anything I bad that I've ever said about any of your choices. And, uh well, yeah, Onitama... I'm not interested in the head-to-headness of it, but it's so brilliant. If somebody were to come to my house and say, hey, I want to play a game of chess, I would say, no. No chess in my house. Let's play Oni Tom instead, because it's even better. Yes, that would be my hot take of the day, Onitama is superior to chess. Um, And now that I've probably gotten half of the audience to tune out, uh, let's talk about number 10. Although before I get to my number 10, I should say, folks, this is the third time on my channel that I have listed my favorite uh, two-player only games. And my earlier list, which there'll be links for down in the show notes, those all still stand. So basically, I'm talking about really excellent two-player experiences that have come out since the last time I did this. So I'm doing a little bit more Cult of the New today, but that doesn't mean I don't have some amazing games to talk about, like number 10, Nanga Parbat, which is awesome. This is from designer Steve Finn. We are Sherpas, I think it's in the Himalayas? Um, Somewhere in the mountains of Nepal, herding different animals, and it's such a brilliant little area control game. On your turn, you're trying to collect different groups of these Adorable little animal meeples, and um, whichever one you grab from the current mountain that we are on, uh, well, you know, that not only gives me some special power and, you know, doing set collection and stuff like that, but say I pick the uh, third animal on the mountain we're on, that means our communal little meeple is going to move to the third mountain. Or if I take the uh, first one, it's going to move to the first mountain. And therefore, every time I take something that I want, I am also deciding what you, my uh, two-player opponent, has access to. And I might desperately want that goat. But if I take that goat, it's going to put us both on mountain two, and I know you desperately want to go to mountain two because of that cat that's over there. That would be perfect for you. So do I take what's perfect for me, giving, um, or do I go somewhere else and hopefully you'll give me what I want on a future turn? The intertwinedness between two players in this um, really smart area majority slash set collection game with all kinds of cool special powers is absolutely phenomenal and the production is great too because all the animal meeples are just adorable. This is a wonderful wonderful title. I highly recommend it. Number 10 on the list. Nanga parbat
0: nanga parbat yeah this one has been climbing up in my ranks uh recently and yeah. if, if you know the theme you, you see what i did there folks with the mountain and everything i'm climbing <laughs> it's climbing up my ranks anyways uh, i had to point that out uh i i'm really enjoying this one and like, as richard said you know those animal meeples are so so adorable um yeah chris uh any thoughts on nanga parbat
1: no i haven't i haven't played it but i i do like steve finn's games i i yep. really like biblios and uh and, and that sort of stuff so yeah it uh, yeah, looks cool yeah That's my, those
0: are my thoughts yeah it's cool it's cool <laughs> there it is folks you get the best, like be... <laughs> the best commentary the best commentary of the, the internet commentary. here you know it's cool <laughs> you know uh roll dice pew 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 I mean looks what else cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it feels like there there might be a lo- a little bit of like kind of take that and screwage in terms of like those those tense moments that Richard Definitely. was talking about yeah. which, is, which is surprising to me because I I know that he likes not not being able to like really hurt each other in games right yeah
0: i don't um, think it's as harsh as it seems like when you're playing it but um yeah. yeah it's got a little bit of that but hey we've got other two player games to talk about chris it's back to you my friend well, speaking about Pew Pew, uh, I'm going to talk about a
1: two-player head-to-head card game oh. that's just like Duel Monsters. It's not Yu Gi Oh. It's uh, actually it's uh, going to be Radlands. That's going to be my pick for our number nine. Nice. Um, and Radlands is a game that I'm super thrilled that I got to try recently. Um, uh, I mean, like a few months, few months back, and and finally dive into it because so many people have t- had said such great things about it and and i see it i see the hype uh i i think it's just such an elegantly designed contribution to that genre that's how i would how i would describe it it it, it just hits it hits really well it's a little lane battler you have three locations that you're trying to protect all of your locations can do different things and you're going to be drawing cards from a communal deck of cards which i like in terms of these two player head-to-head, I, I, I like when it is is a communal deck mm-hmm. where there's that sense of randomness. There's a sense of equal equal opportunity and equal chance for either player. Uh, and then you're going to be using your water tokens to put um, people in front of your buildings to make sure that they don't get destroyed. If you destroy the other player's buildings, you win. Uh, and that's, that's basically it. Whenever you put a card down, you cannot use it until the next turn. So then somebody else can punch it in the face before you can use it. Uh, but there's some really nice combos and synergies that you can get with chaining your location's ability into a person's ability who like lets you refresh another ability which lets you pull someone back into your hand and then you put that back down because they injured themselves to, to let you do that thing and now they're fully refreshed like there are a lot of really neat and slick combos that uh that I I found by doing it and and a really nice back and forth of collecting the resources needed to do the things versus needing to come out of the gate with like smaller cards and i and what else is kind of cool about it is that you can always discard a card for a thing so if the card's never going to be useful to you it's like okay i can just discard that for a water or i can discard that to move my raiders up one step who are going to attack you and so every card having that multi-use is also i think really really nice and it's just a re- yeah a really nice contribution to the genre again something that uh my girlfriend renee would hate which is why <laughs> i don't have it in my collection but i'm absolutely thrilled that i've 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 played it and and look forward to the next time too for nice sure.
0: yeah radlands i Actually, gifted this to a friend of mine because I know uh, my main uh, gaming partner, besides Michelle, is my good friend Daryl, and we play games like this. You know, very in-, in your face. You know, again, the technical term I think is roll dice, pew pew pew. But I we, believe in that. Yeah, yeah, we, we like games like this where it's where you know it's very tactical skirmish type games, and this one. I gifted to him and he loved it. Uh, he, you know, he played with his wife and his friends, uh, other friends besides me. And I still haven't played it, and I'm dying because I know how much Amy and Maggie enjoyed it. I know how much you like it now, and yeah, yeah. this is on like really high up on the list of I must play this asap. It just seems like it's, it's right in my wheelhouse too. Um, yeah, it's quick yeah. too, right? It's like thirty minutes yeah. or so. Yeah. yeah, thirty minutes. That's how long a round would take. It. It's. I
1: just think it. It's. It really captures the spirit of those games like two player head to head card games aren't necessarily my my total jam Mm -hmm. but in terms of consideration like it's one of those games where i see the design and i see like the inner workings of it and i think like if you like that sort of stuff you you need to check this one out because it is it is just like really it's really slick and there's a lot of options for variability in just like one deck of
0: cards Nice, i love that and i i also love uh, just a, a really simple design choice i love the fact that when you have cards that you can't really do anything with you can still discard them and get yeah, you know something that's a very simple thing yeah. but you know a lot of games well older games i would say don't have that whereas this one yeah you know i, I love that but that's in there yeah awesome cool so Radlands, i'll be playing soon but let's move on, excuse me, to our next uh, game here on our two player list. Chris, I mean, we've, already, we, we've done 12, 10, 11, 10, 9. We're at 8. We've got to throw in the good doctor. You know, we, we always talk it about it. I knew it was going to appear on your list. Yeah, you know, I think he's going <laughs> to show up here. Uh, this is one of my favorite games, probably my favorite two player game of his. I'm sure you can guess what it is, but it is our number eight, and it's Lost Cities. Um, this yeah, is like. A... I'm. You just knew, right, Chris? You just... I, knew it was, I knew it was on. I didn't even bother, like, pretending to try to put it on my list because I was like, nah, nah, it's going to get covered. Yep, there <laughs> it is. Uh, this is a fantastic game. I actually, I just started playing in a tournament in this, in BGA, and it's like a round robin tournament. I literally have like ten games of Lost Cities going on simultaneous right now, and I love it. It's a classic for a reason. Um, it's a, a you know, it's a game you're trying to build your little expeditions here. I mean, the theme honestly, honestly the theme has nothing to do with it. It's just building cards uh, numbered one through ten, and then you have these handshake cards, which if you Feel like you can double up your points. You're gonna put those for double, triple, or quadruple your points. But sort of like a push your luck thing because you you may not get all those cards that you need at the end, and you're gonna score mo- negative points, which happens all the time, unfortunately. But you mm-hmm. know, <clears throat> depending on uh, you know, it's got this really cool mechanism where instead of drawing a card and then playing a card you're doing it backwards you're playing a card and then drawing a card which really leads to some really tense moments throughout the game and every game it's always like oh i need to play this last turn or i need this for you know previous uh you know next turn but i can't do it just yet and i love that about this game it's so simple to learn and play you play three rounds and then the high score wins um so you're drawing cards, you know, you have different colors, different expeditions are going on. As you can see there, Richard's playing it on screen here. You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to try to get those, you know, numbers consecutive, you know, two, three, four, five, six, because you'll get a bonus if you can get those lined up? Or are you just going for the big numbers because those are going to score you the points? I mean, obviously you want to get them all, but you're never going to do, well, almost never going to do that where you get them all. So it's this really nice push and pull of like, what you know when do you drop cards down because once you start an expedition you're locked in you're going to score you know negative 20 just by starting it and then you go from there trying to build up your positive points it's a masterpiece of design um it's streamlined it's simple anyone can pick it up and you know again the theme's not really there but doesn't matter it's Ryder canizia it's brilliant that's why it's our number eight lost cities and yeah we need to play this on bga chris i feel like we should be playing this right now you know
1: yeah, it's true. We can play it. All, we'll we'll uh,
0: while Richard does his videos, we can we can bang <laughs> out a start game. a game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's what I love about this. We can do it too. Yeah, totally. Because it's so quick, right? Yeah. It's such a quick yeah. game. I mean, rounds are maybe like ten minutes each, and then you play three. But you can play fewer or more or whatever. But. Oh my gosh, yeah. And when's the last time you played this one, Chris? Is it have you played recently or? Um, that's a good question. Would have probably been on BGA, yeah, because it's just so quick to like. It's
1: so quick to bang out a game, yeah. Right. It's it's just so easy to to and and BGA's got a really nice implementation. Yes, agreed. Um, I know you were playing it on your on your own channel for for training yeah. purposes right yes yeah, training yeah. for the
0: world series of board gaming folks i you know I, I just i love the game and it's i've i've had multiple copies of it um you know different well actually no, they're all the same version i've just you know had a copy and i just gift it to someone it's like oh you right. got to have this game so i picked up a few times at my local target actually but nice. um yeah it's brilliant folks but hey that's our number eight let's see what richard has got in store for us at number seven Oh man, two more excellent, excellent
2: choices. Radlands, Chris. um, If I had to play a Dueling Wizard game, it would very likely be this one because the run-through that Amy and Maggie did on the channel was so fantastic. Folks, if you haven't watched it, after you're done with this, go watch Amy and Maggie. It was so much fun, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not into the whole head-to-head thing, but if I had to do one, that post-apocalyptic duel is the way to go. And oh, well, Lost Cities. You can't have a greatest two-player games of all time list without putting Lost Cities. Uh, It is deserving of its long-held status as maybe the greatest couples game of all time. I have to admit, for me, Man, it does my head, and it makes my brain burn and... I almost never, ever win, so it's kind of a frustrating game for me. But Jen loves it to pieces. It would probably make her shortlist as well. But now, let's move on to number seven, the newest game on the list, because it only just came out, Sky Team. Well, you and I have actually filmed a run-through for this now. Uh, it'll be going up this week, I think. And man, this is a rarity. A two-player-only game that is cooperative instead of a head-to-head duel. And board game industry, I would like to see more of of that, quite frankly. And this is such a phenomenal dice worker placement game um, with imperfect communication, where we're both trying as the pilot and co-pilot of a plane to land um, while dealing with dice that just will not um, you know, support our decisions, let's say. And the tricky thing is we can strategize all we want about, hey, we really need to be banking left, and we really need to keep our speed down so we can stay in a holding pattern. Whatever we have to do for a given round to ensure the plane doesn't go down. Uh, but then, once we roll our dice, we have to go silent. Because each round of this game represents like two seconds of time when there's not time to talk. Because we're making all these small micro-adjustments and just responding to what each other does. And it's incredibly thematic. One of the most thematic makes you feel like you are there cooperative games I've ever played. And it's got a great production value, tons of replayability, with um, Airports all. All around the world that have different challenges and whatnot, um, and you know, special powers that will mix it up from game to game. This game is phenomenal. I think this is gonna be making quite a few best of the year lists uh when we get to the end of 2023. And Corel, I know you love it too. Uh it's number seven on the list, Sky Team.
0: Yeah. This one came out of nowhere for me. I mean, I'd heard about it before going to Gen Con. At Gen Con, it sold out every single day. And wow, yeah, when I finally got the demo and then actually played it, Chris, I mean, I'm glad that Richard put on this list because it immediately shot up in the sky. Uh, it's a, it's a playing game. See what I did there, folks. Um, <laughs> it shot up in my rankings. I love this game. <laughs> and I love that. Chris loved that joke. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I love, I love, I, please keep making the, the very similar jokes and please keep explaining
0: them. I, I, look, I, I will, yes, and you keep rocking that good. mustache, my friend. Um, very. Good. Yes, I, I love this game, and for all the reasons Richard just talked about, it's a cooperative dice placement game. It works so mm-hmm. well, and it's only another 20-minute game, but it's got so many great decision points, and it's got this really neat narrative because you're a pilot and a co-pilot trying to fly this plane and you know if you're not doing things right you are going to go down it's that's it plane crash over and it's got this really thrilling ending because you know when the game's going to end it's seven rounds and you're trying to line up everything to get to that point and when you land it's thrilling it really it's you've cool. it feels like you've earned it you know and i i love that and for me personally, it was the hit of Gen Con. It was my Gen Con, uh, like the game at Gen Con. And I think, as Richard wow. said, a lot of people are going to be talking about it uh, in, in for best of uh, this year. So amazing, wow. yeah. That's, so that's awesome. Yeah, so, I so hadn't good. honestly, I hadn't even heard of it until yeah, right now. It's I don't know how it flew. I don't know how it flew under everyone's radars, Chris, but it did for some reason. There's another one for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be exhausted. That's it for these jokes, folks. Let's move on to the next game, Chris. It's all you, my friend.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so our number six is an
0: abstract game. It is
1: based off of, well, it's, it's, it, the name is that of one of my favorite book series ever. This is the abstract game, Tack. So it's from the book, Name of the Wind. Uh, or wise man's fear, which is the second one in the series, and the doors of stone, which will come out eventually. Who knows when? Probably in fifty years. Um, <laughs> but it it is a really great abstract game, and, and I'm so, so surprised because they just they talk about it in the book, and it's 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 a different game here than it is in the book. To be honest, in the oh, book okay. they're talking about like oh controlling this thing or whatever. I feel like the rules in the book were not the rules that ended up in the tabletop game. And I think that's a good thing because, you know, games take design time and you realize what's fun. Uh, But it's very, very simple. You're just trying to get from one side to the other. You want to connect a line, uh, a contiguous line of your own pieces from one side to the other. But you can jump on other people's pieces and basically take, take their spot if you're next to them. And then you can put in like a waystone, which cannot be jumped on, but you can jump on other people. And then you can add in another piece. You can add a blocker. And so the way it really builds itself into teaching you the game and teaching you the full game is really great. It's a double-sided board. On one side, there's a, the ability to have like a 4 by 4 grid and a 6 by 6 grid, just depending on how you look at it. And the other side's like 3 by 3 and whatever. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's it's really it's just elegant. It's an elegant abstract strategy game that you can play so quickly. I played like seven games in a row in I don't know an hour hour oh. fifteen. Wow yeah, it was it was super quick. Um, Alex from board game co-taught it to me and and we just played a, a whole bunch and it it's it's really, it's, it's, just, it's just fun the, the, you can see in the, in the video there, there's a tower of things stacking on top of each other. And if you control the top one, then you control the whole stack, but then you have to move them like Mancala style and stack oh, them wow. on other people. And so you can like get a whole chain and then you're controlling that and go, okay, in a straight line, like boom, 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 and like create this cool pattern. It's, it's difficult to describe, but nice. like, if you like abstract games, um, this would be my, like, my abstract game pick. That you, that you can only play at two players, and uh, I mean a lot of abstract games you can, but yeah. um, are, are two player only. But yeah, I, I just thought it was really slick, and it being an actually good game based off of like an IP is exciting
0: to me. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Like, um, I remember hearing about this, and I, you know, I heard about the book, and then they they mm-hmm. they they made a big thing about, hey, we actually have a game that was in the book, and it's a real thing, and yeah. I, that's so intriguing to me. Do you remember? Uh, no, have you read the book, Chris? I forget if you said you'd read
1: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably my favorite book of all time. Oh, wow. Okay, I need to yeah, read it then. Yeah. Um. I love it. Fantasy, uh, it, it's yeah. like, once, once you're in like 70 pages, it's like 600 pages or something. Oh my god! Once gosh. I was in 70 pages, I like couldn't put it down. It was like popcorn. I was nice. I, like, took a little bit to ramp into it to, to get to the story. Yeah. But, because the whole premise is like, there's this ancient hero cloth, and he now basically is is a disgruntled innkeeper, and so he's telling his story of like the real the real things that happened correspond to like the legends. Got like it. The legend is yes, this, and like, but this is actually what happened. Um, and so when he, when he really gets into telling his story, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't put it down. Nice. It's it is like popcorn to me. That's how I describe it. It's just like oh, well, one more page, one more. Yeah, page. yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then um, as far as the game is concerned, is it does it play like an integral part in the plot? I mean, or is it just like a no, side thing? Not no. At all. Okay. That's it's cool that they, they made a game out of it though. That's so neat. Yeah.
1: It comes up in I don't even think it's in the first book. I think it's in the second book. Okay. I think it's in wise man's fear when he's off at some place yeah. and the the his, his friend is like, I'm going to teach you strategy. And he's like, I will learn strategy. <laughs> like that's the that's the that's the conceit of nice. why it exists, right? Cool. Yeah
0: all right so tack it is um so that we have Mm -hmm. another abstract game um we're gonna go i'm gonna go to one of my favorite genres for our number six or for our number five folks i love worker placement games chris and richard knows this as well and for two player, there's not really many two-player worker placement games that i can think of top of my head yeah especially two-player only i mean i've played like stone age two players and stuff like that but this one our number five is targi or targi i always call it say targi um but Oh, I love this game. And the first time I played it, I was blown away that we could have a two-player-only worker placement game. Um, what really separates this one from other games is it's got this grid of cards. And on the outside, uh, sort of like ring or square, uh, if you may, the square, you're going to move a little robber there. And they're going to block that space. And then you and your opponent are going to take turns placing your workers on that outer grid. And then it's the intersection of where those uh, pieces are. They're going to place, um, you know, you're going to take the actions so you can either grab resources or you can basically it's set collection you're trying to get resources to get these other cards and you're going to build a tableau and depending on what you have in your tableau there may trigger some special abilities um, also you're going to score points on how you arrange your tableau oh it's so brilliantly done and it plays in about 45 minutes and i'm always surprised chris when i play this game of how deep this is for what you think i mean it's a small box game but it's definitely mm-hmm. a deep, um, rich experience for a worker placement game, and I love that about Targi so much. Um, it, they have a, a BG implementation, which is fine. I think it's a little, some of the user interface is a little um, wonky to me. But the actual game itself, there's also an expansion too that um, will fit in a small box. You know, just a little. Actually, the same box size uh, that Cosmo uses for another game we just talked about, Lost Cities. Uh, that really small box um, size and. Oh man, I love worker placement. I love the fact that I can knock out a worker placement game in a small space like this, and it's very it's variable, right? Because you're always going to change up the stuff in the middle that comes out randomly. But using the spaces along the sides, there you're going to be able to, you know, hopefully be as efficient as you can, efficient as you can, and uh, mm-hmm. get those uh, victory points because um, you're going to go around until I, either you go all to the way to the end. Or you fill up your tableau of cards, like I think it's a four by three grid, and then when that that'll trigger the end, and then you score all your points. But oh, I I can't get enough of this game. I've been playing it for years. Um, I remember it was probably about a year into when I was in the hobby that I was introduced to Targi, and ever since then I you know it took me a while to get a copy. It was out of print for a while, uh, but I finally got a copy, and I have not let it go. As Rick Astley would say, I'm not going to let it go. And I don't know if that's the right quote, but anyways, um, I. Love this never going to give it up? Yeah, never going <laughs> to give it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I'm never going to give up Targi. And the expansion uh, adds a few things as well that I think are worthwhile. And that's why it's our number five, Targi.
1: Great yes. pick. I, this is one that I still need to play. Like, I, I know it's so good. I just, I haven't, I think it's the the print runs similar to your your yeah. experience with Morels. It's one where like, yeah. I also know it's so cheap
0: too, right? It's like 20 bucks It is. Something. It is one, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that yeah. up because it is one of the best bang for your buck values out there yeah. ever. Seriously. Like it was it's yeah. dollars tw- 1995 US retail. And I know yeah. it's gone on sale for like oh, as low as 15. And to that's, me, yeah, that's, that's such a steal. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is for how how deep this game is. And yeah, it, it's wonderful. And yeah, please check it out sometime, Chris. I know you're gonna love it. Work replacement. Yeah, and, for yeah, sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh we're getting to our top four friends. Let's see what Rich has got for us in number four.
2: Oh yeah, Chris Tack. I have to admit, I've never played this one. I don't tend to go for the abstract stuff. But over the years, I have heard nothing but just how amazing this game is. So I'm definitely looking forward uh, to hearing your description of it uh, because I don't even know how the game plays. I know it's about laying things flat or standing them up. Uh, I'm really, really curious. And Chris, I will continue to shower compliments upon you by pointing out you do an amazing job of summarizing games and capturing what makes them interesting. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. But oh man, speaking of great games... Targi, Ruel, yes. This made my original greatest two-player games of all time when I did it, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And uh, it's still one of my all-time favorites. It would also make my greatest worker placement games of all time, too. Such a brilliant, brilliant battle of wits. Um, Shows you don't have to have, you know, just uh, players trying to beat each other up to have a fantastic and very tension-filled two-player game. One of the all-time greats. But folks, I want to talk about one that you may never have heard of. It's definitely flown under the radar, and I'm not quite sure why. Number four on the list, Rival Networks isn't championed from the rooftops more, because this is an excellent head-to-head two-player dueling game, where players are rival heads of television networks. This is actually a uh, uh, kind of a streamlined, simplified version of one of the greatest all-time card drafting games, The Networks. And in a lot of ways, this improves on The Networks because it does a few interesting things. Uh, One is, well, every round, one of the things we have to do is we have to grab a new show and put it in one of our three time slots. you um, You know, early, late, or late night. Uh, shows. And the tricky thing is, sometimes you don't want to do that, because I have three amazing shows in my lineup right now. But every round, whether you want to or not, you must replace one of your existing shows, must cancel one of your existing shows to make room for these new shows. And timing and planning around that can often be very, very tricky. Oh, and by the way, as you can see over here, it's a fun-looking game, too. This is uh, Tom Heath Slicker Drifts. Did a fantastic run-through for it. I'm going to put a link for that down in the show notes, too, folks. Along with videos for everything we're seeing and talking about today. But anyway, one of the things I love is that you're forced to take cards, even when you don't want to, and you have to deal with that. But then the other half is, not only do you take a new show every round, but this is an entwined drafting game, too. Because there are combinations of stars and ad cards put together in pairs. And in addition to taking a new show, whether you want to or not, you also have to take one of these pairs. And often, the perfect star for my favorite show that'll boost its rating up is paired with an ad card that is useless for me. But what's fascinating about these ad cards is they are your source of money. And um, so you can think of them as money cards, except the ads will do better or worse depending on your lineup. So this concept of money with variable values depending on what you built in the past, put into entwined drafting, one of my new favorite mechanisms of all time. Um, you know with a really great sense of humor, especially if you're a TV chunky like me, makes the rival networks absolutely amazing. And like I said, nobody's talking about it. it I don't know why it doesn't make more greatest 2p uh, lists of all time because it definitely deserves it. Number four, rival networks.
0: Yeah, I don't know why this doesn't get more hype. I remember when it came out, and it seems like there was a huge fan base for the networks. And to get the two player version, I'm not sure. I've not played uh, the two player version. I have played the original networks, and I agree with Richard. It's like one. It's super funny. It's all the little puns and stuff on names. I, it's it's clever. But yeah. I'm interested in trying the two player game. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Chris. And...
1: No. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a two player game. I just know of the networks as well. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's it's it has flown really under the radar. That, yeah. uh, But you know what? It looks cool.
0: <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> let's move on. We're getting to the good stuff now. I mean, this is all good, folks. But now we're getting to the top three. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. is going to lead us off with our number three game of the top Well, before we do, games. I...
1: I hope I feel like Richard has been giving me so many compliments this this episode. I don't know what to do with What's going on? Yeah. Because because <laughs> normally we're at odds and and it feels like somebody has kidnapped Richard and replaced <laughs> him with a with a bear in disguise yeah. or something like that. Uh, some someone in a skin suit, a human suit. So we'll we'll, we'll have to look into that. Um Definitely. I, I hope the tack I also feel like He's like, oh, you do such such a great job explaining games. I feel like the explanation attack was, like, one of the worst I've ever done. <laughs> um, so, sorry, but here we are. Um, anyway, for our number three, I'm going to be basic. I'm going to be a basic boy over here. And and I'm going to be basic for a reason because it's a solid game. This is a game that I, I, I haven't played in a while, but I, I just, like... I think it's, I think it's good. And when I think about depth of strategy and I, it's Jaipur, it's Jaipur. I'll just say the name nice. so we can get it up on the screen. Yeah. Um, nice. Cause I wasn't going to give any other great hints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to talk about it. Um, and, and Jaipur is, is one of those games that I like I hesitated about putting on this list because I feel like it's on so many best two player only games, you know, whenever you, whenever you search I felt like, especially like when I was getting into the hobby too, like 10 or so years ago, I would search best two player only games and Jaipur would come up, right? Like for my, for my sibling, my sister's wedding uh, present, I wanted to get her and her husband, who's a big board gamer, like a bunch of just two player games. And that was like, Jaipur, Jaipur. Like everywhere I looked, it was saying (laughs) Jaipur. Um, But I, I just think it's, it's fun. I've played this a lot. I played a lot of games of this, both physical and on BGA. I've played it a a ton, and 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 I really, I I think that this gives you as much as you want from the game. It can be really light, it can be really airy, or it can be really cutthroat and strategic as well. And 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 I like that it can have both of those things depending upon what mood you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the flow of the camels is really interesting. Basically, you have a hand limit of seven cards and you're trying to collect sets of cards. If you haven't heard of Jaipur, this is the, this is the basic explanation. You're, you're collecting sets of cards and then you're going to sell those sets of cards. Very similar to Morel's actually, in terms of you need at least two to sell, but you want to sell more because the more you sell, the more chips you get. And if you sell three to five, you also get bonus points. So you're trying to hold out to sell these large sets but you also wanna sell them quickly because the first chips are worth more than the last chips. And so generally, if you sell quicker, you get more points, but if you wait and build up, you also get more points because you get that that bonus in there. In addition, there are these camels, so you can take all of one, um, you can swap cards from your hand in with this market in the middle, or you can swap with your camel reserve as well. And so that allows you to be, there's a lovely flow of I've got a bunch of camels so I can dominate the board. But when I do, then my opponent can pick up all the camels and then have the trading power that's there. It, it, it still holds up, I think, in my opinion. And Absolutely. it's not something that I like actively reach for, but if I think about a game that is only for two players that I'm going to gravitate towards, it, it, in terms of my collection this would be my number one. This is the one that I'll pull off the shelf. If I'm like, it's a two player only game. I know my girlfriend will also like it. So that impacts my, my a- appeal of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just a great flow back and forth. And it's basic because everybody talks about
0: it, but you know what? They talk about it for a reason. And exactly. that reason is because it's pretty good. It's it's, I think you're underselling. I think it's fantastic, Chris, and I <laughs> think it deserves all the hype. And yes, it is basic, yeah. but, As you said, for a reason. It's been around forever. And it's still good. I I recently just played another game of it on BGA. um, But I'm glad you mentioned the flow of the camels. I think that's such Mm -hmm. a cool mechanism where... You know, yes, you have that power of trading all those camels and getting the stuff you want, but at the same time, you're going to give it up to your opponent who can do the same. It's got that nice push and pull, and it's got that little race element too because you want to race to get those first chips for each one, especially those gold and the the uh, the silver or whatever. Those are worth more. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love everything about this game, and for a two player only game, it's definitely deserves to be up there. And I, if it's not yeah. number one, it's definitely top five. Uh, you know, for a reason, and yeah, excellent yeah. choice, man. Yeah. Excellent choice. Um, let's go on to uh, I had to our, do it. I had you, to do it. You had to do it. Let's yeah. go on to number two because I'm going to be basic as well. I'm following your lead, Chris. This is another <laughs> game that I I feel like I always see it on um lists, and I've talked about it on the channel a few times, and you know, it still holds up. I think it's a, a modern day classic for two player games. It's patchwork. Um, you are building quilts. You and your opponent are building quilts, and um. You know, through the use of polyominoes, which I love. Bishon I love polyominoes. And the thing that sets this game apart is that uh, the economy in this game. It's, you're, you know, getting buttons to get those pieces. And if you can't afford uh, those pieces, you're going to move on the track to get more buttons. And the, the pieces that you place on your quilt, if they have buttons, that's where you're going to generate income or more buttons to get. And... Everything about this game is just perfect, in my opinion. It's tile lane. It's got that economy. It plays in about 20, 30 minutes. It's a perfect two-player game. Michelle and I love this game we we take we I don't think we regularly play it anymore but at any time we you know are just trying to figure something out oh we don't know what to play we know that patchwork is there you know like an old comfortable shoe or whatever it's yeah. always gonna fit and you know we can play it at any time I play the digital version as well that digital version there's the AI is brutal like the the oh, toughest yeah. one yeah. yeah I was like I play like the first three levels I'm fine I'm like I can hold my own but then the the uve rosenberg level or whatever forget it it's just like championship <laughs> like yeah totally peak efficiency i'm like i can't even compete with that but it's still fun and one thing that people don't know, a lot of people don't know you can play it solo by buy, buying an automa deck they have one available uh through i think it's lookout spiel was the company that was doing it um it goes in and out of print luckily i got mine while it's was still in print it's only five bu- us dollars but it's worth it. It's just a really simple Automa deck and you can play solo and it's a really good challenge. Um, I don't always beat it and I thought I was a pretty good Patchwork player so apparently I'm not but oh, I love this game That's cool. so much. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's why it's our number two, folks, Patchwork. Yeah, I didn't know that there was an Automa deck. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, just watching, just talking about it again, it reminds me, I want to play it again it's been a while since Michelle and I played so we're going to definitely have to yeah. pick that up soon okay that's how i feel about the ones on my list i'm like yeah. I'm
1: happy i'm talking about these i haven't right. played these in a while but like yeah it, i think it speaks to the at least your own personal enjoyment of the game that like when you talk about it you go oh yeah and you remember the memories yep. and you remember like that is a fun time
0: right like, yeah like, totally yeah, is- okay let's move on to our final game brought to you by richard this is our number one folks oh this is a good way to end
2: uh chris Jaipur made my list uh, back when I did this whatever it was seven or eight years ago too and I would seriously consider it now uh, if I haven't already listed it previously totally deserving of its co-throne status with Lost Cities as the greatest couples game of all time absolutely fantastic and Roel, yeah of course who can begrudge Patchwork? I, I think Patchwork is an incredibly important game in the overall evolution of the industry, because I believe its success, and its monster, huge success, is deserved, and is also responsible for the renaissance of polyomino tile layer games we now find ourselves in. You know, Planet Unknown, Isle of Cats, they all, so many more, deserve a... Uh, a, a, a they have a debt of gratitude to Patchwork, which is absolutely brilliant. Not my favorite Uwe uh, patch, or, you a polyomino game that would be Spring Meadow, but still, I would never turn down a game of Patchwork. Okay, and uh, before we get to the number one, the best of the best, and oh my gosh, this is good, folks. In case you didn't know, we're just getting started. There is an extended version of this show. There's a link for it down in the show notes, where uh, I'm sure Ruel's going to be doing a Gen Con report and uh, you know a live interaction with the studio audience and all of that. Plus, in the post show, I'm gonna tell you about six additional games that did not make this list. I've tell you my four top, and I'm gonna tell you about six more if I were doing a full top ten. And I'm sure Chris and Rel are gonna have some honorable mentions. So again, you can follow that link down in the show notes. There's an I. Uh, you can hit the I up in the top right corner screen, and you can just pick up right where we are right now and then watch the number one and then keep watching right into the post show, and you'll get to hear about a much more amazing two player games. But without any further ado, let's move on to number one on the list beer, and bread. And folks, I started with a hot take today, and I'm going to end with a hot take. This is designer Scott Alm's greatest game ever. I think this is amazing. Uh, Yes, Mr. Tiny Epic Galaxies and so many more wonderful games. Warp's Edge? Forget about it. It's all about that beer and bread. Although... Caveat: I have not played Silicon Valley yet. I so desperately want to try that game. Maybe that will eclipse Beer and Bread. But for now, Beer and Bread is the uh, is the epitome of the Scott Alms, uh, you know, ouvre. I said that wrong, and I should stop trying to use French words. I will just tell you what this game's about now. Uh, There are two villages on either side of a river. We are both competing to be the best at baking bread and brewing beer. And, well, I know you love the Canizia-style twists like this one, where, um, hey, I'm going to be rated. On both of those metrics, and whichever one is worse determines my final score. So you really have to diversify in this game. But it is a card drafting game. Hey, I got a hand. Take one. Give the rest to my opponent, my only opponent in this game, and then hope some of them might come back. Uh, you know, I might be able to get my hand on them. And it's done very, very well here. Uh, you know, it's all about harvesting the different types of resources in the uh, the uh, fat times, and then uh, using them in the lean times to convert them into points. Because the game is broken down into a series of growing years. And and then winter, or growing seasons, and then winter seasons, where the gameplay changes radically. The way you use cards, the way you get cards into your hand, switching between summer and winter, oh, it's really, really smart. But all that is secondary. The thing that makes this game so brilliant that I love more than anything else is, hey, we're spending a lot of time harvesting resources and we have limited storage to hold them in. You can always expand your storage if you want, but you have to be careful because if you cannot store all the stuff you gr- you harvest in any other game in board game history, all the excess, the overage, would just go back to the supply, would just be wasted. Not in this game. All of the, um, the uh, stuff that I overproduce goes to you, my opponent. And that adds this extra wonderful level of tension. It's like, oh, now I have to be even more careful about being super hyper-efficient and use up this stuff before I harvest new stuff, because I don't want to just give you stuff. Although, I have to admit, it's just because this is a competitive game, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I love the story this game tells. This is, even though these two villages are competing... um, You know, a rising tide floats all boats, and things don't have to be zero-sum, and these villages definitely agree and believe in waste-not-want-not, as do I. So the recycling message in this game is wonderful as well. Another thing that elevates it. Beer and bread is fantastic. Scott Alms, I doff my cap to you. um, Your best work yet, but I'm sure you're not done. Looking forward to what you've got in the future, including Silicon Valley. Oh, I want to try that one. But anyway, folks, that was it. The number one beer, and bread.
0: Wow, I'm I'm really surprised that this one made the list um, because it's so recent. And But you know what? I'm all for it because I love this game so much. Um, I got to play it uh, recently with uh, my buddy Daryl. So smart. And it, it's just brilliant um, for, you know, Richard expounded on it, and I agree 100%. I don't know, if, man, I need to play it a few more times before I can call it scott alms's greatest design because i'm a huge fan of tiny epic <laughs> galaxies right uh but i feel like th- this has been on your list in a, in a few past episodes right it has yeah like i think yeah. small box games or whatever and i know i've talked yeah. about beer yeah. and Bread. i've really enjoyed it and uh, i've been you keeping know, my eyes out because uh, because of how much
1: you've talked about it now that i know richard likes it too
0: yeah well cool.
1: We, yeah we're over
0: yeah to- <laughs> totally you know it's interesting so he he mentioned the Konitsia uh, style of scoring like you know you have two mm-hmm. scores but the worst is going to be your final score it also it actually reminds me of a bit of a Rosenberg game as well with all the resource management and stuff so it has some classic design to it but done in a modern way I guess is the best way to say it. but yeah Scott Alms, uh, hats off because it, it's a it's a terrific game um, yeah beer and bread I. Right it's it's a good number one chris i i think it's it's a good, it's a good number, number one. one it's a yeah. good number one i mean i've never played and i still think it's a good number one yeah because i know <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay so folks that's gonna be it for our top 12 uh two-player games thank you so much for joining us uh chris any final thoughts before we get on out of here
1: no we'll see you in the extended edition if you want to see our extra special picks yes. Ooh, Ooh.
0: tantalizing very well done yes folks every um Every week we do this live on Twitch, so the extended editions—you're um, going to have to click on the links below to check that out. But on behalf of Chris and Richard via video, I'm Ruel. Thank you so much for watching the RNRNR show, sponsored by Arcane Wonders, and we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. And uh, Richard will be adding an outro to that, um, hopefully. But Great. here we are. Here we are in the extended here edition. We are. We're back yeah. in chat. Nice yes. to see ya hi everybody missed you all missed yeah. talking to you all yeah so we're gonna do the post show folks uh if you have comments questions let us know in the chat we've got about 20 minutes or so uh we yeah. will go over um our games that didn't make our list. uh you mm-hmm. want to start that off chris uh, yeah, I, I did want to give a shout out in terms of, we, we didn't talk about
1: it in the comments as we were talking, um, but oh. people were talking about Great Western Trail in New Zealand, and I'm really, I want oh. to try this. I'm, like, I'm desperate to try the, the next few like, Great Western Trails. Not Not two-player only, but... Good at two players. Yeah. Good at two players.
0: So, um, what was the one before yeah. New Zealand? I just got the. Is it Argentina? Argentina. Yeah. yeah. I have not played that one. I haven't even. Yeah. I need to play that we, one. We, you still haven't played it. Eh? No. We wanted to play it at Dice Tower West. That's and right. We never got a chance. Yeah i know we were like we're playing argentina (laughs) yeah i haven't played it either (laughs) yeah so yeah new zealand just came out here at gen con i believe so yeah you
1: know we want the hotness yes i don't care about argentina's old. let's go
0: new zealand (laughs) you
1: know the luster's washed off i bet new zealand's more different right new zealand's the best (laughs) i don't care about argentina
0: Oh, oh my gosh yeah cannot wait to try that one um anything else in chat we should go over before we get to our list here chris
1: uh, uh no i don't think so people were just talking about uh games in in games so gwent like which was in the witcher oh then, like a card game right okay which is kind of like the similar to Attack, and i thought that was that was cool too okay. i was i'm always peeping peeping on you chat yeah it's just what i like to do i like to i like to sneak up and peep at you i don't <laughs> even know um, exactly. yeah I don't I don't have too many too many honorable mentions I mean I knew you were, I knew you were going to put Lost Cities in so I was yeah. like okay it's kind of my list but like it's not yeah. Um I had Star Realms mainly because I've just enjoyed yep. Hero Realms a ton but mm-hmm. Hero Realms is technically 2 to 4 players and Star Realms is just 2 players even ah. though they're exactly the same game and just rethemed okay. Um so but like I would never play Hero I I don't know Hero Realms to me feels like a two player game anyway yep. so I put Star Realms on there as like my cheat to talk about hero realms when because hero realms was on my first list when i thought it was just two-player games and not <laughs> two-player only games um <laughs> i i kind of want to say my first list but i also feel like that could be a different uh a different topic of discussion so maybe i should leave it oh yeah save you know? it for yeah save it for future lists i'll, sa- cool. I'll save it i'll save it for a future list but yeah okay. so like two player only yep. another two player only game that like i need to try and i think i like i have a steam version of it i just need to play it twilight struggle i feel like i oh, should play yeah. that and if i'm when i do it would be on the list for yeah sure. i need yeah. a lot of these smaller games on our list and i just feel like this chonky
0: yeah struggle yep and That's I, what I, want. I i like, know just you know just knowing the type of games that you like, I think you will love Twilight Struggle. Yeah, i yeah. I really and en- I've really enjoyed my games of it. It is it's commitment. I mean, it takes a while, and it's yeah. one of those games. You know, someone who's played before has a distinct advantage over someone that doesn't, just because the yeah. the way the card play is and stuff. But for sure, oh, yeah. it's, it's 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 good. Yeah, actually, you know game, one of my. You know what-
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the other one yeah. sorry to cut you off. The, the other the one worst. that I haven't played, but I, I want to, that's two player only, is Watergate as well. I've heard great things about Watergate, but I haven't played it, so I couldn't put it on the list.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny? When I was just I was literally gonna mention Watergate right now because <laughs> uh, it, it made my short list. It it's it, oh, it's crazy. one of those yeah, it was one of those ones that floats in and out of my top five. And yeah. Watergate, Chris, to me, it's the very streamlined condensed version of Twilight Struggle. Um, yeah. and that's why i love it it's it's instead of like area control though it's got like a, a tug of war um, but yeah. it does have that very really interesting um you have a uh, multi-use cards event cards and it's based on history just like twilight struggle so it's got it really mm-hmm. is like a mini twilight struggle in about 30 minutes or 40 minutes it's wonderful yeah uh that was on my list also splendor duel um michelle and i love splendor the original splendor and we always i always felt like it was a better two-player game but then duel came on and it added a few more layers of strategy to it and uh yeah love that one that that made my short list as well um the other two let me see so oh, okay the other one i want to talk about and this one it's another one that's uh, it depends i think because i haven't played it so long it's dropped down but i know the second i play it again it's gonna go shoot right back up it's a game called acro um that is a brilliant oh yeah two, yeah brilliant now, two-player yeah. game that has gone in and out of print i think it is back in print now from z-man games uh but is a brilliant design it's it's a tile layer but with um you know you're uh doing some economy stuff as well so uh market the market shares or prices can go up and down depending on how you work the market you're gonna get those resources to uncover a new islands and stuff it's it's a pick-up-and-deliverer game as well, so I know Richard's not really into that, but I think it's it's such a really well-done design. Plays mm-hmm. in about 45 minutes. Um, it's similar to what we're talking about with Targi, where you get this small box, but boy, when you open it up and play it, it's really rich and really deep and just a fantastic experience. So highly recommend that if you've never played it. That's nice. Akrotiri. Um Let's let's see what Richard's got. We've got a video here where he's going to share the games that didn't make his list. So here we go, folks. Richard... What are your honorable mentions? All
2: right, I'm sure we've run along, so I'm just going to try and go through these extra six ASAP as fast as possible, uh, in no particular order. Certainly not countdown order, but anyway, let's get right to it. Let's talk about Arnak, uh, Lost Runes of Arnak, The Missing Expedition. This is odd, because I'm actually listening an expansion. And the thing is, this expansion uh, does a lot of stuff, but one of the things is, it can turn Lost Runes of Arnak into a two-player-only cooperative game. I mentioned earlier in the main list, I want to see more cooperative two-player experiences, and Missing Expedition for Lost Ruins of Arnak provides it, and it does a great job. And you know what? Not only that one, but Concordia Solitaria, another expansion for another amazing all-time great game, does the same thing. It's ideally, I mean, both of these create uh, bigger, more elaborate solo games, but then they did the work to make those solo games playable as cooperative two-player games. And you have not played Concordia until you've played Concordia as A uh, two player cooperative game where you're working with uh, well, in my case, when well, I'm working with Jen, and I love it, and it makes Concordia better than ever. I didn't put those on the list because, hey, it's expansions. I really wanted to put actual full games on the list, but they are both amazing. Another one, Squire for Hire, a wonderful little card game, uh, all about layering, uh, grid cards on top of each other. Played a lot of games like this over the years, and this is one of the best, uh, where we're just trying to arrange all of the loot from our fantasy adventures in our backpack, moving things around, covering stuff up sharp, fun, puzzly little game. Uh, Lovely two-player. I just absolutely adore it. Um, And then, my final three... These final three would have made the official list, except all three of them were almost impossible to get. So I left them off, and I'm doing them as honorable mentions. Let's make a bus route. The dice game um, is phenomenal. You can play it solo, but really, it's a wonderful two-player roll-and-write where we are working uh, competitively on the same map, trying to lay out our bus route. And unlike the original Let's Make a Bus Route or the uh, Reimagining Get On Board, this one is driven by DICE, and it's the best of all of this series of games. And uh, only available in Asia, so kind of hard to get your hands on. Pocket Master Builder um, from Wei Min Ling, who has to be one of my favorite new designers of recent years, is a brilliant um, uh, city-building game uh, where... The interesting thing is we've got this hand of cards that represents all these different buildings that we can add to this medieval city that we're working together on. We're working on the same city, building it up. But the thing is, when I play a card out to the grid that represents the city, I'm doing that to basically lay the groundwork for a building that may or may not ultimately get built by me or by you. I'm doing it in the short term, though, because it's a way for me to harvest resources through this very, very cool little worker placement, because we're building a worker placement board as we go by laying out cards, but those cards ultimately upgrade to become actual buildings that score points later on. And me laying a card could be exactly what you want to actually build a building that you didn't think you were going to be able to. Super duper smart, and again, all but impossible to get your hands on. Very, very small print run on fortunately. And then there's Oranienberger Canal, which would have made my number one overall, from Uwe Rosenberg, a very, very cool, uh, again, solo or two-player only worker placement game where we are dredging up canals, building roads, uh, laying down rail track uh, on this very, very tight grid to uh, help build our burgeoning industry. Uh, this, uh, for pe- From people who have played it, and not many people have, this is pretty widely regarded as one of Uwe Rosenberg's greatest designs of all time, if not his greatest design of all time. And honestly, it's kind of hard to argue with that. It's brilliant. It is the... Uh, you know it, It's like the zenith of everything he's learned as a developer. He's put into this game. And I did not put it on the official list because it was only available from crowdfunding. And as far as I know, it's not available at all now. If you did not back it when it was crowdfunding, you can't get this game now, except on the secondary market. Fingers crossed, some other publisher will work with Spielworks and say, hey, this game deserves to be played by more people. Capstone, I'm talking to you. Uh, you brought us beer and bread. Bring us Orion Burger Canal while you're at
0: it. Fantastic stuff. Okay, guys. I have not heard of many of those games. <laughs> but uh, uh, I remember Orion Burger Canal okay. um, from, from crowdfunding, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, Uh, I haven't heard of the let's make a. Well, no, I have heard of let's make a bus route, but not the dice game specifically. And I had not heard of the postmark thing. However, Goblin does make a really great point in the comments saying what happened to two player only Uh, now it's one or two player. uh Every single one of those was one to two player games. So unfortunately, they have to be disqualified (laughs) from the honorable mentions list. Oh, well, Uh, I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Yeah. I don't make the rules. I just try to enforce them. There and is, all of please. our honorable mentions, I think, were two player, specifically they were. two player. Yep. They were. And then we're getting some one to two players in there. Ooh, busted. <laughs> Goblin, you're correct. Thank in you, Goblin. <laughs> keeping us honest, Goblin. Thank you so much. Goblin's keeping us honest. Somebody's gotta do it. And I appreciate that Goblin yep. has spoken the voice of the people. The people are upset. Uh, the people are <laughs> mutinying. Yes, that's what's happening. But uh you know, we're, we we still like it, Richard. Even if you're a, you know a
0: dirty cheat and, yep. and a liar, and that you know it's <laughs> showing itself right now. You're okay in our book, Richard. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I, the one game I, I'm curious, like I you know I'd heard about um the uh, bus route game, but the one that I don't know what it is. You get me a game that has alliteration or rhyming, so. And I'm all in. Squire for Hire. I have no idea what they. I just want that based on the title alone. Come on. Squire yeah, for I Hire. I've never heard of that one either. Squire yeah. for Hire. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> those are Richards. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was... Well, I mean, he did mention that, you know, a lot of these um, that we had talked about might have been on his list as True. well. So Giant In the previous, in
1: the past. In as the well. past. And so. I, I, I'm sure that that'll be down in the comments or show notes yeah. or whatever of, like, yeah. the previous iterations of this. Yep. Which for sure would be worth worthwhile going to check out because then it's more of a list of the same
0: exact qualifications, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it was really neat to, you know, get, see the evolution of uh, Richard's list. And, you know, he had mentioned Sky Team on his, and that one really, I, I keep thinking about it because... We just did our run through. Uh, We filmed it last night, actually. And the more I thought about, then you know, after we played, I played again, uh, just the base game, and I was like, "Oh, this is such a great design! Like, I can't wait for you to try, Chris. I think you're gonna love this one." And now, do you and your um, uh, partner do they do you do cooperative games? Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- this like is co-op. yeah this is a good one i, I am mean, this is not a good one. this is a great one and um yeah and i can't wait for no it definitely feels like something that that i would want to pick
1: up she likes co-op too because then uh she's got a better chance at winning uh.
0: <laughs> there it is okay why don't we uh thank you selva for subscribing appreciate folks this is your last chance uh for today well actually no you don't it's not your last chance you can subscribe anytime you want even if we're not live you can still subscribe oh, and if you haven't yeah If you have an Amazon Prime account, you subscribe for free as well. You can unlock all kinds of goodies, including discounts on Rado merch. And if you don't know, folks, Rado has kindly hosted some of my merch. Uh, This isn't it. I actually... I. I have to get this shirt, but we have a new uh, tabletop tonight shirt that has our pugs on it, Meeple and Mookie. So, oh, yeah, check it out; it's super adorable. Um, you know, speaking of shirts, I got to shout out our friend Alex Hart. Uh, he was with us last time. This is his shirt. Uh, he created the shirt, um, different colors. So I play yellow. He, he, your favorite color? You can get it as well. Um, I'll nice. ask Richard to drop the sh- uh, note in the or the link in the show notes. So uh, I play yellow, and uh, thanks Alex for the shirt. I owe you a shirt, Alex. We made a wager at Gen Con, and unfortunately, I lost. So the lesson is, folks, do not gamble. Um, It's going to cost you. Don't gamble. It cost me a shirt. So Alex, your shirt's on the way. Um, Let's let's wrap things up uh, here. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we log off until next time?
1: Yeah, no, this was fun. It's nice getting to hang out. Um, Unless there are some other, anybody else in the chat wants to drop anything that we missed, too. Like, I know somebody mentioned Hive as well um, and caper you up as well uh, yeah. as some options as well um yeah. jen jen says that uh her kid really enjoyed playing onitama with you as well when you were talking about that story
0: i was so yeah cool. it was a real treat it really was and uh Selenet says gambling and spine losing is the problem yes that that's, that's exactly <laughs> um why don't Selenet's we
1: uh also spy alley <laughs> it's all spy alley
0: yeah <laughs> yeah more you can play more than two players you can play that at it, six players yeah um yeah yeah what was the other oh hive yeah I think hive is an excellent one I, I'm surprised that none well you know we each have an abstract you had tack I had yeah um the, the uh Oni Thomas. so yeah two abstracts I think yeah. is is a good a good call yeah there. yeah but awesome I think yeah for me tack takes out takes out hive I think yeah. I like tack I need to play attack yeah. I I really need to play that uh roshko also says fox in the forest duet is a neat take on trick taking I agree I like Fox in the Forest um, and Duet as well. I think those are really wonderful trick-taking, two-player trick-taking games. Um, I actually like Claim better, but Claim is a little more in-your-face if you ever played those. Okay, cool. why don't we get out of here? You know what we're going to do? We're going to raid someone, folks. We're going to take let's you all. Someone. Yeah, let's go raid uh, our friends Lusa Palooza. They are playing board games with Uh, uh So we're going to start the raid right now. Uh, You got 10 seconds, folks. Uh, Chris, words of wisdom in 10 seconds. Feel free to share before we raid.
1: Uh, Make sure you play a fun game with the people that you love because that's what it's all about. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the raid. Enjoy the rest of your day. Always lovely
0: hanging out with you all. Awesome. Bye, everybody. And let's see if it raided. I believe. Let's see. Raid. Yeah, it looks like it did. It did. Okay, so we're going to stop streaming.